Here we are, Mary Hayes Greco, on another recording. I'm Erin Warhol, and uh, I'm happy to have you here, my friend. It's been so good. Yeah. I look forward to being with you. Yeah. Yeah. So we are coming on to this recording um, on the Rise and Thrive podcast, and we are focusing our attention on many of the tools that you share in your workshops. And we're doing it because, Mary, we need it. <laughs> we <laughs> need it. We are still in pandemic. Mm-hmm. We are still in a moment in time that everything is morphing and spinning out and falling down and and birthing. <laughs> and um, a lot of us are finding it uh, challenging to stay centered and uh, having a feeling of being on course day by yeah. day. So yeah. you and I, uh, mission buddies, <laughs> mm-hmm. are, are uh, having these conversations to remind each other and ourselves of what we know to be true at the best of times. And it's at the worst of times that we really need to practice those things. Yeah. Yeah. And the notion, I mean, the framework is that, that life is your classroom and you are, one is a master in training. You are a willing student. mm -hmm. And whatever shows up, it's like, okay, what is the lesson here? What do I need to do with this? What am I grappling with? What am I contending with? How am I finding joy? How am I finding peace even in difficult moments? Right. How is this curriculum Mm-hmm. And how is this opportunity and how do I do this day in the best way I can inside some sense of personal vision and purpose mm-hmm. that we can still hold and walk with? Yeah. Yeah. So what's on your mind today? We've been just, I've really enjoyed the conversations we've been having about responding to the, the shame documentary from Monica Lewinsky and Max Joseph um, called 15 minutes of shame. It's really, I mean, I've been thinking about it a lot and feeling like I'm, I don't know, some new insights are coming and I, I feel like I'm getting some things, but I'm curious what, what has been on your mind lately? Mm-hmm. Well, what's on my mind the most this week is uh, and getting back to this podcast and, and you and I having these conversations and having watched that movie together, I realized that I've been in kind of a standoff with social media for five years, <laughs> at least, <laughs> because it was probably five years ago that I realized, okay, boomer, come on now, you gotta, you gotta do this. It's, it's not going away. It's the thing. And I've had this just suspicious, uh, Wary, uh, wary. That is my word. Wary thought about being any more active on social media at all. I have all the things. I have the Twitter. I have the Instagram. I have the Facebook. I have uh, all the things that you do, LinkedIn, whatever. But I don't use them. I forget about them for for six weeks at a time. <laughs> I don't use them, and it's because uh, I've I've just been kind of standing in a corner with my arms crossed, looking at it wearily. Because of this, because of this public marketplace where things can can go south on you pretty quickly if someone decides that you are a bad person mm-hmm. or they strongly disagree with your your point of view or whatever. Anyway, it, and it it uh, so and I think you've expressed a certain amount of of weariness too. But I do want to say that yesterday. One of my favorite people, one of my deep students um, who lives in another state, called me up just to tell me how overjoyed she is that you and I are chatting again. <laughs> you and I are 
doing these conversations on this podcast. And she's like, you guys are so clean. You're just so clean and kind and you just like each other and you're just so nice and it's interesting. And, oh, I'm so happy you're doing this again. So it made me realize that, uh, you know, uh, we love sharing. We love Mm -hmm. sharing our sense of hope and enthusiasm and our sense of excitement around certain tools and attitudes that Mm -hmm. we have been walking with. And so let's do that. <laughs> and uh, I, so I, I, th- I think I'm starting to come out of the corner in terms of social media, but it's, it's really made me think for a couple of days, I was thinking really passionately and I was sort of grousing out loud to people that are negative or mean or trollish or, or hostile or ruinous on any social media. I'm like, would you stop? Would you get a life? Mm-hmm. Would you clean it up? Would you would you focus on your own real thing instead of throwing throwing things at people? I don't know. I I I get very uh, angry at um, troll troll action in mm-hmm. in in the world because of it's like toxic. And then here I am saying I'm angry, and it made me think. There's just so much people uh, don't understand about how to be clean with anger. Nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So you're okay. You said a lot there. I know Um, I'm, I'm rolling. I told you kind of like uncorked something that was stuck. Yeah. And (laughs) and I get the word that you used that stuck out to me was standoff with social media. And I will just say, well, we watched um, the 15 minutes of shame documentary both you and I, you felt very validated. You were like, I knew it. I knew this social media thing was dangerous. I knew it was a bad neighborhood and I didn't want to go there. That's right. That's what you said. And so I thought that was really interesting. Um, But it is, you know, social media, these tools are part of our lives. They're in our world. They're in our culture. And so I keep saying to you, Mary, we got to just, you know, we got to just figure this out in a way that works for each of us and make it ours. Yeah. Yeah. Make, and, but I have, I have, I mean, to me, it's a dangerous tool that, that could go south really quickly in a big way. And I, you know, because of probably because of my age, I mean, I just understand that right from the get-go, but, um, but the, the other thing that I want to pick up on here is, and, and we talked about this a little bit last week when we were talking about groups and bullies and that sort of thing. And it, it's this question that I, that I ponder, how much energy do you want to spend trying to get other people to be different? You know, and it's sort of like, there's a lot of toxicity and trolls on social media. I don't want anything to do with them, but I certainly don't want to like try to get them to be different than they are. Like that's, that's not where my, I want to put my energy. And so can you talk a little bit about that and that relationship from a self-mastery standpoint? Yeah, I think from a self-mastery standpoint, I was thinking about this. Here we are in the vicinity of the topics of intention Mm -hmm. and purposefulness and boundaries. And I think we're, if we were to be masterful in our life with social media, whether it's, you know, checking accounts that we have or putting things out there, uh, it's, it really matters what we take in and what we put out. Mm -hmm. 
in the realm of thought and feeling into the collective. We're affecting the ocean that we live in. We're affecting the quality of water of the, of the oceanic collective that we live in. And if I don't uh, govern my, what I'm receiving, what I'm receiving, who I'm getting things from and what I'm getting on Twitter and all of the, all of the things, what am I receiving? Then it, I, I'm not being the master of how I feed my mind. Right. And in, in yoga philosophy, they say everything is food. Mm. You have to think of everything as food. So especially the thoughts that you will entertain and the people you will hang out with are food. They affect your consciousness. They affect your vibration. So I, I think if we're getting stuff that is, is cranky and mean and snarky and cynical that's that's bringing my vibe down man that's bringing it down it's it's not um it's not building so in terms of you know my own relationship and purposes with anything with so but with social media is like i want to be a builder Mm -hmm. of the positive new things in the human world I want, and I want to align with the builders and I want to align with the people that have um, constructive thinking and that have inclusive thinking and that ha- uh, express things reasonably and kindly. I want that, mm-hmm. you know, so it's up to me to govern uh, how and, and who I'm interacting with to the best that I can uh, yeah. on social media accounts. And it's, it's a little bit hard. <laughs> it's a little bit time consuming. Plus I I'm not a techie. I don't know how to do half the stuff sometimes. Um, so I haven't really taken the time to do <laughs> like, wow, I'm going to well, check in my social media today. I'm not, I keep <laughs> no, just, your yeah. social media is pretty dormant. It's dormant. It's asleep. Yeah. It's yeah, like it's under the snow. Asleep. Except it's under the snow that in, in February is deep, <laughs> deeply asleep. The only thing I do, dear heart, is this podcast with you because it's so safe. You're yeah. so safe. You're not gonna hurt my feelings. Hopefully, <laughs> you're not, not. gonna, Hopefully you're not gonna tear down my character. <laughs> no, <laughs> and, and I interesting and I, uplifting. Yeah, this is this is a whole issue. I mean, I, you know, and I come from it from a little different position than than you do. I work in media. I've worked in my career has been in media, and it's like you know, get with the program. But I, you know, as a manager, a producer, and a manager, it's like, oh, you know, I I just look at it. I look at social media when it came on the scene, and I was like, okay, this thing is fraught. And, <laughs> uh, it. I, I just, I haven't embraced it. I've, I've tried to, because it is a powerful tool and, and, you know, there's different dimensions of it. We're engaged with podcasting right now. So that's on-demand audio, which doesn't require us, Mary, to go on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or Snapchat. Like we can ignore that. But on the other hand, if we are trying to share our gifts with others, maybe we, we are, it's a missed opportunity. You know, I'm sure, so. I'm sure we could look at it that way, yeah. but, uh, you know, we've been saying, I, I mean, basically here, here you go world and yeah. whoever wants to discover us does. And then they share it with their friends and without doing any social media, we've got some thousands of, of listeners, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But the other thing, so that you're bringing up another point here and that is, um, 
how we as human beings interface with social media in ways that we aren't even aware of, like it happens before we even realize it. And keeping track of likes, you know, is like a little dopamine hit. And so like, if I don't don't even want to know, right, right. And, but it's hard not to, it's hard not to get caught up in that without even knowing you're caught up in it. Mm -hmm. So it there's, it's a whole area. And I think, I guess what I'm willing to do is I'm willing to say, well, Mary, we're making this podcast. We're doing it for ourselves and forever, whatever handful of people that, you know, know your work, know our podcast and want to, want to listen to it. And that's kind of, that's good enough for me. (laughs) But on the other hand, we could also intend, we could intend that we move into the space of, of learning how to use these tools effectively that is in alignment with our values, that's in alignment with our goals. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm open to that. I'm open Mm -hmm. to that. And encouraging people who are enthused about our conversations to share it with other people that they think will also be enthused sure. about our conversations. It's like you'll friends of friends, you know, let's, let's keep, keep making friends. Yeah. Well, okay. So I can only spend so much time thinking and talking about social media before I feel like my energy deplete, <laughs> but I want to pull out to a, a broader conversation, which I think you're, you're hinting at here. And this is something you shared a lot in your workshops. And it's just a simple practice of seeing the good. And right. it's very powerful. And I'm, can you talk more about what that is, how that, how we do that? That's right. Well, it's, it's a classic old fashioned uh, concept and remedy uh, glass half full instead of glass half empty, uh, staying positive. Um, it's uh, according to the, uh, my teacher who trained me in unconditional love and forgiveness. She says that unconditional love is uh, part of the healthy structure of the universe, and that one of the uh, one in in the way that. Uh, it's part of the thriving of everything in the universe. And one of the simplest and best and everyday ways of uh, increasing the vibe, if you will, of unconditional love in our lives is to see the good, see the good in yourself, see the good in this day, see the good in other people and say the good, focus it, uh, amplify it. Instead of amplifying uh, flaws and things that aren't so perfect or whatever, to really affirm what's good. And it just lifts everybody up. And it just happened to me yesterday that I was uh, going into the store and there was a a beautiful old man. I don't know, he was old. (laughs) He's like a few years older than me. Um, He's in the seventies or something. And he was playing a saxophone um, in front of the store with a, the hat on the ground for people to give donations. And he was playing so soulfully, so beautifully. And um, I, I came out and he was looking just a little bit tired and a little bit down. Like, I don't know if he's like, well, okay, I've been out on this street now for four hours. This is a little hard. I don't know what was going on for him or whatever. He looked a little down and I gave him a great big smile and, and said, gosh, that's gorgeous music you play. And I threw a couple dollars into his hat 
And he, he just kind of like shook himself like a dog, you know, like when dogs are resetting themselves, they kind of like shake and like, okay, okay. And he kind of shook himself like, okay, yeah. And he looked at me and he, and he said, that is a beautiful outfit you're wearing. Say, let's remember to be 100% positive today. And I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Got it. 100% positive. And I went into my car and I just felt so happy. And that, that encounter took uh, 30 seconds at the most. And I looked back and he started playing again. And he was playing, he was like, his shoulders were up, were up and back. And, his, and he was playing with uh, a little gust, some more gusto than yeah. he had been. And I thought, wow, we just served each other with unconditional love. We just, we just delivered some seeing the good to each other. And both of us are, I'm driving away and he's standing there playing with more gusto because. Yeah. We, oh, that's great. Yeah. It was just like this simple moment of faith in the good that we just, just cheerfully flung at each other. <laughs> it didn't take much and it gave so much. Well, and what you're talking, when you're talking about seeing the good, it, it's like getting it down to a really a choice point where you're choosing, am I going to go this way or am I going to go that way? And trying to just expand your, um, your consciousness to, to notice your thoughts, to notice your attitude, to say, okay, I do have agency here. I have a choice of what I'm going to rest my attention on in this moment and the next moment and the next moment. And I, I, I love it because when I remember to do it, it, it's so effective. It's like what the story you just told one thing leads to another leads to another leads to another. And, uh, and likewise, I also have had experiences where, you know, you can focus on some, something fearful and, and, and scary, or, uh, you know, when there's unknowns and you can just go down a rabbit hole and you can get yourself to a really dark, anxious place really quickly. Right. So, Right. It's all food. It's, it's all, all food. food for the mind. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's a, it's a vigorous, sturdy practice. It's a, it's a sturdy, important spiritual practice to be committed to seeing the good and saying the good. And that doesn't mean we're ignoring problems. It doesn't mean that we aren't angry sometimes. Um, but it's a, it's a, a kind of a more of your set point, more of your stance is, mm -hmm is seeing the good. And especially if you're in situations that you really don't prefer, you do not exactly prefer this job situation or this particular um, group situation, but you have a choice. You have a choice about whether to go in there whining or complaining or grumbling or gossiping or you know, pulling down the energy or being a builder and being mm -hmm. someone that uh, brings in the spirit of goodwill. And you know this uh, about me, but I live um, in the inner city in Minneapolis and I live very close to a big busy street that has a lot of uh, food places on it. And I, I constantly have garbage blowing off the, the street down the block, down to my block in front of my house on my boulevard. There's fast food wrappers and cups and, and half eaten tamales and things like that. And it's just, it really kind of grosses me out. And I, I grew up in this really beautiful neighborhood that had just amazing landscaping, was clean as a whistle. And 
And I, I love where I live for many reasons these days, but I don't love garbage. And I, it's kind of funny because my whole path as a writer started 30 something years ago out of my working with my attitude of seeing the good as I pick up garbage in mm. front of my house. I, you know, I could go out there with the attitude of like, what's the matter with these people? Oh my God, this is disgusting. And why do I live here? And why do people do this? And I could go out there and do that. And, and you, it doesn't make me feel very good. Or I could consciously choose if I'm going to pick up garbage today, or if I'm not going to pick up garbage today, and there's no reflection on me, but it makes it nicer. And I like it. And so 30 something years ago, when I first moved here and discovered, oh my God, this, this block, I just didn't know. And I was out there. I, I said, you know what? I have power to pick up garbage in front of my house. I have, that's the only power I have right now in, in terms of my, my environment. I'm going to do that. And I'm just going to pick it up. Like mother Teresa picked up uh, sick people off the sidewalk and, and brought them to help. I'm going to pick it up uh, in, in service and in, in blessing everybody. So picking up garbage and I'm thinking, God bless everybody. Hey, oh, wow. I sure prefer this wasn't here, but oh, it's okay. And I choose when I do it. And so I decided to make it, uh, you know, just a, a more fun by doing it like on the new moon and the full moon. When Now when I pick up garbage, I, I think of the whole planet getting cleaned. Wow. I'm so concerned about the planet. I'm so concerned about the plastic in the ocean. And I don't have any agency to, to get the plastic out of the ocean, but I have agency in these two hands right here, Erin, mm -hmm. to pick up the plastic wrapper on my block in front of my house on the boulevard, you know? So, so now I'm doing this thing where I'm, I'm picking up garbage because I like things clean and beautiful and orderly. And I'm, I'm connecting to the energy of other humans around the planet who care about cleaning up the planet. And I, I say a few prayers. This is, happens twice a month. I say a few prayers for the whole planet cleaning up his act with plastic as I pick up what's right in front of me on my block. So that's my new, uh, my new uh, expression of goodwill, unconditional love, seeing the good. It's like, oh, this is good. I get to go out today, Aaron, because mm -hmm. it's full moon. And this is when I do this, this practice. And I get to, and it's really kind of funny. Some of the things that I find that make me laugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I like that. And I like how, I like how you are taking something that could be, well, it could be overwhelming for you to be concerned about all the garbage on the planet. It, you, know, you know what I mean? Like you could, you could really work yourself up into a tizzy if you sat on your computer on the internet, reading stories about all the terrible things about, you know, how we're wrecking this and ruining that. But, and that would put you in one frame of mind. I mean, that would put you in one energy level, but what you're saying instead is like, no, okay. I, I can pay attention to that because I care, but then really what I need to do is on these particular dates with intention, I'm going to put my gloves on. I'm going to get my, you know, my garbage bag and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to deal with what's right in front of me. That's right. Where I have agency to change it while at the same time um, expressing my faith, my faith in humans, my faith that we are all connected and that there are fellows around the planet that are 
um, just as diligent of students mm -hmm. as you and I are in terms of being of goodwill and being builders and trying in some quiet way to align with those people, whether they're in France or Australia or Africa or wherever they are, mm -hmm. everyone who's building and everyone who is, is increasing the light any amount in where they live mm -hmm. and, and connecting with each other as we do that, I think it's very powerful. I think we can, um, I think we can have faith in that. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. I, um, I like, I like it when I'm conscious about my space and I like cleaning it up. Um, I, you know, I do the dishes at our house. My husband, he does, he, he does all the cooking and he uses every tool that he desires to use. He's got lots of kitchen tools. And so he makes many, many dishes and then I clean them up. And I, you know, I have kind of some boundaries around that where I say, okay, I'm going to work on the dishes and I don't want you in the kitchen mm -hmm. because uh, there's a tendency, like he, he kind of owns the kitchen and I'll notice within myself that I'll get out of the way if he's moving one, one direction or another, like I'm, I, and I just know if I'm going to be in the kitchen cleaning the dishes, I want to, I want to be the person. You want to be number one. At yes, this exactly. Not, not number two. <laughs> not number two. <laughs> so when he's so, cooking, he's number one and you're number two. You step aside. Yeah. And I, I will assist if he, if he needs assist from me, but, but when I'm doing the dishes, I want it to be my domain. And I'm, <laughs> and I've had people come over on different holidays and they're like, Oh, let me help you with the dishes. And I'm like, as the lady of the house. I prefer to do the dishes by myself after you leave. It is my decree. You yeah. shall not do my dishes. You shall not touch my dishes. But I do that. And then I do it in a certain rhythm and a certain flow. I don't rush. I, I appreciate the, the, um, uh, the, the feel of it. The water is warm. The bubbles are bright you know, oh, the shape of this dish. Oh, I can appreciate all that. I can do it, take my time and I can go through that and actually be better on the other side. Yes. Not and you're seeing the good. Yeah. There you are right there, seeing the good mm -hmm. in doing the dishes. You're not going, oh God, there's so many dishes this time. Why does he use all those tools? <laughs> you're not doing that. You're saying, yeah. Ah, as I enter this space where yeah. I have and I love the order of that. And in our kitchen, everything has its place and I put things back in their proper place. And I feel a real sense of accomplishment mm -hmm. when I'm done with that. And it's just time with myself. Maybe I'll listen to a podcast or maybe I'll listen to music, but I'll just, I'll just do that. And I, I had to kind of assert that that's, that's how I want to want to do things. But part of it was asserting it with myself, you know, and just deciding, okay, this is, this is mine to do. And this is how I want to do it. And not mm -hmm. just thrashing through the kitchen, you know, right. uh, multitasking. I, I despise multitasking, Mary. Mm. Do you tell me? I, I do. I, when I was, when my kids were younger and I was, you know, working mom, school age kids running here, running there, doing laundry, doing things. I, decided that multitasking was a big trick that was played on people that <laughs> to get no them one... to work harder exactly to <laughs> work do too much yeah. to get us to work too much and and splitting your attention it's like it just is it, it's like one of the worst things you can do for yourself so i 
consciously don't multitask. I share that philosophy with others. Anyone who will listen, it's like, no, don't your, your attention is one of your most valuable assets and you, you get to decide where you're going to put it and to split it. Oh, anyway. <laughs> well, Aaron, and the way that you do dishes in similar to the way that I pick up garbage, mm-hmm. um, is you're leaving, you're leaving a certain energy behind in your kitchen. Mm. you're you're setting the table so to speak uh vibrationally so to Mm -hmm. speak um for the next time your husband matt goes in there to cook it's got a feel to it your kitchen has a feel to it it feels like aaron cared aaron loved this space aaron aaron did this mindfully this kitchen is peaceful and ready for me to do the next good thing and i think i think we do leave um, a fragrance of our own spirit behind us mm. in, in spaces. And that affects other people who are doing the next thing. Cause I notice every time I make a little extra effort with caring and cleaning and consciousness in my house, the next thing that happens is my husband does three more things like that because mm. he said he felt inspired. He mm-hmm. said, he felt, he said, I was, I just wanted to build on what you did. And this is, I guess, maybe my point, and maybe this is kind of the the full circle point here, is that in terms of what we're taking in, what we're putting out in our lives, it's it's building a certain uh, a certain energy for the world around us, and if we put our our goodness, our seeing the good, our caring our blessing into the things we do and into the the small ways we serve people that's supporting them to be builders too that's supporting them to keep aligning with that um that quiet intention that quiet law of universe of unconditional love oh that's great that's great and i'm going to pull that around to what we started talking about here with social media and your wariness, your trepidation with social media. I think there are many people on social media, Mary, that are bringing that kind of vibe and energy that you talk about that are great models and, and sort of demonstrating a kind of leadership of how to do it well. Mm. And I think that, okay, boomer, (laughs) be my new friends. Yeah. I think you, I I I want to make friends with those people, Erin. Yeah. And I think you, I think you could find your way to learn how to interface with social media in that, with that value structure, with that orientation and perspective. I I believe that you can do it. I shall. I will. (laughs) I will, Aaron. You hear me using that word. I will do. I will do that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, I think, because there are also, I mean, there, there are beautiful things on social media for sure. And so we don't, you know, well, one, we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater because it's here and it's not going away. Um, and so in some ways we want to make sure that, that we have our say that we're part of the conversation of how this thing is used. Right. And, and that we're part of the voices that are kindly and firmly saying, let's clean it up guys. Yeah. Let's, let's clean it up and let's build and mm-hmm. let's include everybody and let's, let's not be cruel. Yeah. And knowing full well that there's going to be 
people out there that have no interest in listening to that and taking that advice, but not letting that, you know, deter us, you know, not let that sway our determination to be the, the masters of our own classroom. Right. We don't have to spend um, our energy and time on people that are, are dedicating their energy and time to something that's quite opposite. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think going back to from afar, (laughs) Yeah, going back to the, to the film, 15 minutes of shame. I think the conversation that I, that I've been hearing and, and reading about, you know, since that, that film came out, it's streaming on HBO max. um, People are contending with this, you know, well, what, what is my, what should be done? What can be done? And I was reading an article about, about, you know, well, how do we handle this? And I I realized that the author had really no concept of redemption in her perspective on it. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, Mary, I, you teach forgiveness, you work with people who are forgiving others and forgiving themselves, and they are improving their lives, and they are finding their way to, you know, take a bad story, process it, work with it, redeem what can be redeemed. And they go on their way into new purposes. Yeah. And that is, you know, that's why I'm, I'm, I come back to this with you where I keep gently encouraging you to keep speaking out into, you know, the public square, because I think your perspective as, as a forgiveness coach is super important, super relevant, super Mm. necessary right now. And when I read, you know, you know, high profile uh, writers talking about this stuff and the concept of redemption is nowhere even on their dashboard and they they can't imagine why you'd want to be in a forgiving stance to somebody. I I think, okay, Mary, speak up, please. (laughs) (laughs) I shall. I will. And okay. thank you for getting me started up again <laughs> with the podcast. I, I will uh, let it expand from here. How's that? Okay. That's good. We've got a couple more stories here um, about seeing the good. All right. I'm going to tell you a ridiculous story. And uh, <laughs> I, I, despite my fear that I'm going to like lose half the crowd by sharing this story, because it reveals that I that I have a fond belief in fairies in my life. Okay, I'm 100% of Irish background. Maybe it's genetic. I just believe in fairies. I think I see them. I think that we're like cooperating around the earth. Okay, that's true. <laughs> I could tell you some stories, but here's one story. So uh, a month ago, when I decided I would renew my trash picking up uh, process, Part of that motivation was I had just read this book by uh, Doreen Virtue, who Mm -hmm. speaks about angels. She also had a book called Fairies 101, which I got and read. And they confirmed in the book, they confirmed that fairies love humans who pick up trash. And they Mm -hmm. encourage us to, if we want to get involved with just more happiness in the earth, we pick up trash and ask the fairies to, you know, collaborate with us. So I was like, I knew that. I just knew that. I think, okay, then. So I started my new full moon, new moon practice a month ago. And I thought I'm going out to this block with my, you know, intention to pick up trash. And 
And, and the, the backstory here is that I, I also in the last month have been thinking that my energy is pink. It's like a rose pink color. Oh, pink. yeah, for sure. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I put my, my pink aura around me, right? Unconditional love on steroids some days. <laughs> so I'm going out with my, you know, my bags. and I'm thinking, God, I wish I had another glove. I don't, I, you know, I have this one old wretched glove I'm using and, and a tongs thing I'm using, but I could sure use another glove for picking up garbage. So I go out and I go down my block. And what's the first thing I see on the ground is a beautiful new spanking clean, new pink rubber glove. Are you kidding me? No, no. <laughs> this is only the beginning, Erin. This is only the beginning of the weird day I had a month ago because of my, my, you know, <laughs> sturdy intention to be this person. Yeah. So it's this beautiful, I mean, like it just out of the wrapper, clean pink, uh, picker upper, um, glove on the thing. I'm like, Oh, wow. <laughs> pink glove for me. Okay. So I picked it up and I actually didn't use it that day. Cause I, I, I was going to wash it. I don't know, uh, before I used it, but I'm using it since. So I got that and I go on down the block. And then the next thing is I find a tiny little charm bracelet that fits me. It's silver. It has a heart on it. It's a little heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got a friend who's out there helping me and I'm telling her about, you know what? Fairies leave presents for humans that pick up trash. They do. They leave signs and you know, she's looking at me skeptically, but she picks up this darling little silver bracelet and says, Oh, look, Oh, I think it's for you. I said, yeah, it is for me. Thank you. Like, I put it on. I put it on my wrist. I got my little silver bracelet. And on we go. And as we continue, I then see something on the ground that I pick up. It's a key ring that has um, a butterfly on it. And butterflies are also classic uh, relatives, symbols of fairy action. I'm like, oh, a key ring. It works with a butterfly on it. Nice. Thanks. Put it in my pocket. <laughs> On we went, we get to uh, an apartment building that looks kind of, kind of semi-abandoned, but it's got, it's got like a hundred bright copper pennies on the front step. This is just a spill of copper, of pennies. On wow. The step. Aaron, Aaron, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Penny, it's kind of like. I don't know, treasure, you know, yeah, I don't, lucky. Like, oh, you're lucky, lucky penny. Lucky. Oh, there was a hundred of them. And they were on this, <laughs> they're just on this step next to the sidewalk, like here, you know, so I scoop the, the pennies into my, you know, my pouch and, and on we go. And then we find um, uh, a broom. Someone has left out a beautiful push broom, like almost brand new, except that the handle has broken. And, uh, my friend says, oh, wow, that is a great broom. I have really needed a broom uh, like that for my patio, but oh, too bad, the handle's broken. If only somebody could fix it. And I, I live with Mr. Fix-It himself, Mr. <laughs> Fix-It incarnate. So I, I kind of quietly just took that broken broom home with the intention that Fred would fix it. And we would give it to her, We'd give it yeah. to her, okay. right? Exactly. So, so that was left there. So that, that was cool. So, and he's like, oh, wow, you know, this, yeah, I'll fix it. But it's, uh, I don't really have a handle. I, and uh, I'll have to get one next time I go to the store. They cost about $10. All right. So he decides that. And then on we go. And I find uh, behind the bushes or near the sidewalk, I, I see someone's driver's license. 
and a visa card. And like, oh dear, someone has dropped her driver's license and visa card. I pick them up and they're current. Oh. And, and the woman's name who dropped it, wait for it, is Sparkle. No. Yes. Sparkle. Yes. No, you can't write this. I know. No, you can't. No, you can't write this. This is where this is where I lose people in my story, but I promise you this is true. Her name is Sparkle, so-and-so, so-and-so, and she lives in a suburb. And we looked her up, you know, and she still lives there. And so Fred and I, um, you know, popped it in the mail. But yeah. So now how does that happen? Right. I don't know how that happens. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that was that was I think that was all the block action that day. It was quite the day for block action. And then later and the day just kept going. It was a full moon and the day kept go, kept going. And I I was just feeling like like lucky, weird, lucky, weird all day long. And and so the the weird part was like I, I ordered a pizza and I came out and I dumped it upside down, face down on my car seat. I'm like, oh, shoot, unlucky. And then I'm going somewhere and I have to uh, pay the meter and I put a quarter in and, and it was lost like Las Vegas. You know, when, when a machine dumps out, (laughs) pays out, suddenly the, the (laughs) parking meter was just spewing quarters at me. What? Aaron, it was dumping quarters at me. I think it was like 15 quarters just popped out of the little slot where when they return your quarters, but for some reason I put my quarter in and 15 quarters came just like, you know, spitting out. This was my day. And I, I too believe that was the fairies. I yeah. mean, what else? What oh else man, was, what an adventure. Stuff. I know. So I can't <laughs> wait to see what happens today, right? It's the full moon again. I'm going out again. I can't wait to see what happens. And I just tell you the the last time I went the new moon, I went out and guess what was there? A a broken mop where the mop part was broken, but the handle was, was whole. There you go. So I, I brought the handle (laughs) home to Fred and, and wholeness happens. Wholeness has happened on my block. Wholeness happens. Something. And we now have a whole push broom because of the two broken things that I picked up. On this crazy oh, that's place. great that's yeah. great thank you for listening i'm i'm sorry anyone who's just decided that i'm <laughs> i love you anyway and um you know i'm irish what can i what can i say i i, I believe in stories. whatever you want to believe in is fine sounds <laughs> good all right thanks mary all right thank you bye